0: This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts in Inmates' Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. It's Brother Walton, Reverend Walton, from uh, Jail Ministry. And uh, glad to see you again. Glad to be with you. And uh, we're praying you get a blessing from the message today. Go ahead and take your Bibles and turn over to Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to end up in uh, Romans chapter 1. And I want to talk about something that's relevant and going on in our society now today. And I want to look at it from God's perspective. There's always at least two perspectives and the one that counts is God's perspective. This is God's Word. Therefore, if it's God's Word, it is authoritative. Therefore, if it's authoritative, we are accountable to it. Amen? And somebody might say to me, well, I don't I don't feel accountable. Whether you feel it or not, somebody once to say, well, I don't believe that's God's Word. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It is what it is. All right? And, and you know, it's like a child telling you, oh, I won't do what you want me to do. Well, I'm your parent. You're going to do what I want one way or the other, okay? You know? And uh, in the case of God, yeah, you know, you may decide not to believe. You may decide to believe. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. This is our rule book for faith and practice. I want to be very loving, I want to be very understanding, I want to be very biblical. Alright, and I think I always am. But uh, um, God loved the world and gave His Son for us. He spoke to us in diverse manners through many prophets and preachers and teachers and all that stuff and and everything. And and all that's wonderful. But what we need to understand is God's got a way and man's got a way. The flesh, the world, and the devil got away, and God's got a way. I had to learn the hard way through much trial and tribulation and jail and drugs and all kinds of stuff before I realize God's way is the right way. So now that you're over in Hebrews chapter 5 verses 11 and 12 we're going to read these and we're going to move on. When we get to Romans I'll tell you what it's all about. By the way Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 32 is man's willful unbelief. Willful unbelief. All right, you do not have to do this. And by the way, I probably won't get done with everything I want to say today, but I'm going to say what I can get out. And if the Lord leads me, uh, I'll say some more on it next week. But for right now, follow with me, if you would. Verse 11, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. I'm reading out of the New King James of whom we have much to say. We got a lot we want to say about Jesus. What I'm going to tell you over there in Romans is the Word of God, is Jesus became, uh, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. All right, we need to follow this thing. We got much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Don't become dull of hearing today. Don't do this number to me. Listen to everything I got to say as I go through the scriptures, amen. I'm not going to tell you my opinion, amen. I'm going to tell you what God's got to say. The world right now is pushing The transgender agenda. God rained fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah because of the the transgender movement back then. God was speaking to us by action, not by words. All right. Way back then. Now in Romans, he's speaking to us by words and actions. We're reading this. I have much to say to you and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. What he's asking you in verses 11 and 12 is Are you teachable? I thought you wanted to preach about transgender. Why are you reading this to us? To ask you that question Are you teachable? Are you willing to learn? Satan has his agenda. He's the prince of the power there and he's. Pushing his agenda. Uh, 1998, I went to Bible college. I was 38 years old. And they told us that one day in America, as we were studying this passage, one day in America, it would become illegal or outlawed for me to preach about sodomy being an abomination and immoral and bad and all this sort of thing. And all of us looked at it nobody's we, we said, nobody's going nobody's to believe that. By the way, Bud Light... They had uh, Dylan Dylan Mulvaney on there, and and guess what? They done lost about five billion dollars because people said we ain't drinking Bud Light. Okay, we're not supporting that. All right, I don't know if that'll stand or whatever the case may be. We've got uh, uh, people that are pushing a bad agenda on us. Amen. And uh, I need to tell you, I got a sister I love. I got four sisters. Uh, One of them's a homosexual. She's married to a woman. Homosexuality is not what the word in the Bible. The Bible is sodomy. The sodomites. Uh, um, she's a homosexual. She's married to a woman. She's been a homosexual for 50 years. I love my sister, and God loves her more than I do. He don't like what she's doing, and neither do I. All right? Me and her, uh, 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 30 or 40 years ago, I said, you know what? Me and you ought not talk about this, because we ain't going to agree. All right? I'm going with the Bible. You're going with what you're going with. Let's just try to be brothers and sisters. All right? She's in California, I'm in Texas. And so me and her, we, we get along. Let me tell you something. One day she'll stand before a holy God, and she'll give an account of her life. The things done in the body, whether they were good or bad, she'll give an account. Amen? Uh, um, she did pray and ask Jesus in her heart. I hope she's saved. I don't, I don't know. She's certainly not walking and living a saved life, a saved person's life. She's certainly not a disciple of God, a follower of God. Okay? Uh, she did pray at one time. Turn over to John eight thirty-two, Saint John chapter eight and verse thirty-two, and uh, we'll read that verse. And uh, after that, we'll get to our lesson for today. And the Bible reads, God's almighty word says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you cannot keep up with me as we go through, write down the verses. Uh, uh, or the passages that I'm giving you, when I say John 8:32, that's the Gospel of John, chapter 8, and verse 32. Alright? Just take your time and turn over there if you have to. Uh, y'all mostly are watching this on tablets anyway. Push pause and turn to it and read and follow along. Okay? I'm going to be reading in, in this, that, and the other. You know what? You want to read your Bible along with me. Okay? While we're doing this. Anytime you're sitting, and that way you know if what I'm saying is what the Bible says. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not evil or anything like that. I'm not going to lie to you. But but at the same time, really, you need to check it out and make sure you know that what I'm saying is what he's saying. Amen? And we ought to be in uh, one accord on that thing. So let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get to our lesson. God, you know how hard it's been for me to put this message together. And the devil's been doing everything he could. When I tried to change the message, you told me no to go ahead and go forward with it. I thank you for that. I have no doubt. I'm preaching what you want your people to hear today. What you want all of America to hear today. I pray for these inmates, male, female, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, whoever they are, wherever they're at. I pray they would be hearers of the word today. And learners. And not just be a hearer, but a doer. Anoint my lips from on high. Let me just say that which needs to be said. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his death, burial, and resurrection. Now we want to get the rest of the gospel concerning this transgender movement going on in America. uh, Spawned by Satan himself, because he knows that you'll have to judge us if we go along with this mess. I pray that you would anoint me from on high and help me speak to your people. In Christ's name, amen. God bless you. Turn to to Romans chapter 1. and Well, let's go ahead and go to chapter 1 and verse 24. And I want you to go there with me. And let me read verse 24 with you. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. Most of us do not. You have to read this whole chapter, excuse me, this whole two or three verses to get the understanding of what he's saying. You might have to read the rest of the chapter. It starts in verse 18 and goes all the way down to 32. Is this idea that the Apostle Paul is trying to give you here. And it's talking about the devolution of man, not the evolution of man, but the devolution going down. Going down. I don't know how much I'll get done today. But let me start off with verse 24. And the first word in there. Therefore... God gave them up. I'm interested in therefore. Whenever you see therefore or wherefore, in the English language, this is a translation. It is a good translation. The NASB is a good translation. I like the ESV as well. I mainly preach out of the uh, uh, the New King James. I grew up on the King James when I got saved at 20. And uh, only in the last 10 or 15 years did I start using New King James. But it says right here, Therefore, God also... I need to stop and make sure you understand there's a comma after therefore. What he is talking about is, therefore, whatever I just said in verses 18 to 23, in this case, the context lets you know what he's talking about. He says, therefore, go back to what he's talking about. He says, okay, therefore, what? Uh, God also gave them up. You need to think to yourself, wait a minute, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But here he's saying, he gave up this group of people. Why would he give them up? It'll tell you in 18 to 23. We're going to pay attention to verses 20 and 21 in a second. But let me do verse 24 before we go any further. For this reason, God gave them up to vile affections. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their lives, God gave them over to a debased mind. Another word for that is reprobate, deprive, depraved, um, debased, deprived, reprobate, disapproved. Disapproved. If you look up any one of those three words, disapproved, debased, deprived, depraved, it is a reprobate mind. It is a vile, wicked mind. I don't want to get in this far of the message right now. Let's look at verses uh, in relationship to, ver- uh, to verse 24 where it says, Therefore, go back with me if you would to verses 20 and 21. Why did God give up these people? Well, wait a minute, you had your son leave heaven, come down here, live for 33 and a third years, and die on a cross for us. Why would you give up these people? The number one thing God wants you to do is to get saved. You get saved by grace through faith. God's grace, his son died on the cross for you. The Holy Spirit speaks to your heart. The word speaks to your heart. And and he wants you to receive the gift of salvation. But he's saying here he gave these people up. Why did he give them up? It is hardcore unbelief. The title of the message is willful unbelief. The judgment for willful unbelief is part of the, or is, or is really holy, the, the transgender movement. The homosexual thing. God did not make anybody a homosexual. When you decided to go against God, He let you go that way. Verse 20. We're going to read 20 and 21. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, are clearly seen you notice he said something about creation of the world he's telling because you can see creation trees, seasons uh, the planet is in exactly the right point from Earth if we were closer to the earth we'd burn up. If we were further from the earth excuse me if we were closer to the Sun we'd burn up. if we were further away from the Sun we'd freeze to death. Our planet is exactly in the right place where the climates will allow us to grow crops. We can live and we can enjoy life. He made all this stuff for us. Amen. Creation means there must be a creator. Order means there must be an order maker. Alright. You know what? The last time I checked, my house don't get clean without me cleaning it or my wife cleaning it or organizing it. Amen. My life doesn't say ordered unless I order it, amen, and I organize it. Same thing here. We're reading his word, verse 20 again. Since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are seen. Big deal, creation of the world, all right? Clearly being understood by the things that are made, that's us. We may not know Jesus Christ. But we know somebody created us. Where did I come from? Well, I came from my mama. Where did my mom and daddy come from? They came from their parents. And you keep going back with well, Adam and Eve. Well, where did Adam and Eve come from? Adam came from God. God made him out of dirt. Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2. Amen. He made dirt and formed man, and then he breathed in him the breath of life. And then a little while later, we don't know how long, he said, ooh, man is lonely. Let me make one man from man. Somebody that's comparable or comparable to him, amen. And then he made a woman for man, all right? And that's where we came from. And God is saying, because of creation, every human being is aware that there is a God, there is a supernatural being. Sometimes you people say, Oh God, or God save me, or God help me. I'm about to have a ring, Oh Lord. And you say, Well, you ain't, you ain't religious. You cuss all the time. You do this, you don't go to church. Why do we do that? Because it's in our nature. We were, we were created by God. Now let me read 21 and 22 and I won't stop this time. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen. Alright. Being understood by the things that were made, even His eternal power and Godhead. The Godhead there's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay. So that they are without Excuse. You may not know how to get saved, but you'll run across a person like me sooner or later. And they'll tell you. By the way, therefore, if they search for me with all their heart, they shall find me. True story. A missionary was called in America to go to a certain African country and uh, start churches and blah blah blah. And it was uh, uh, very undeveloped. It was uh, it wasn't third world or fourth world. They they lived in huts and villages and stuff like that. They didn't have motorized vehicles. They they had there was motorized vehicles. They just didn't have access to them. And, and it wasn't part of their society and culture. So he went to this one village and the, the old chief came over to him uh, in the village, came over and he said, and he was preaching to him and teaching him about God and creation and all this stuff. He says, I prayed for you. or I, I asked God because I looked up at the sky and I saw the stars and the moon and the sun and, and how we have seasons and everything is organized. I, I, called for you. I, asked, I asked God, where are you? How are you? And he said, how long ago did you do that? He said, oh, about five or six years ago. He said, that's when God called me. When you were searching for him with all your heart, that's when God called me. And it was a burden on my heart to come here to your country. It took me five or six years to get here. But I'm here to tell you about the unknown God. You know many God, but I'm here to tell you about it. My God used to be cocaine. Now it's Jesus. My God used to be liquor. Now it's Jesus. My God used to be partying. Now it's Jesus. Somebody actually took this book and explained it to me. For that chieftain, it was all kinds. Of, it was the river, it was the alligator, it was the lion, it was all this other stuff. But he said, "Y'all didn't actually make all this stuff. Somebody made you." I don't understand it, but somebody did. I don't got all the details. Watch this in twenty-one. The goddess are there without excuse. Verse twenty-one, because although they knew God. That God didn't know Jesus Christ. He didn't know God the Father according to the Bible. Amen. But he knew that there was a God. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. The chieftain, he did glorify him as God. He said, God send somebody to me to explain it all to me. These people right here, when they knew, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. Boy, you ought to be thankful that God gave us all this stuff. You ought to be thankful that God gave you the breath of life. You ought to be thankful that God gave you a mama and a daddy. My children ought to be thankful that they got a mama and a daddy that reads the Bible, serves God, takes them to church, and and tells them all about God and prays with them and and tries to set them on the right track. Amen. Boy, you ought to be thankful. Amen. Thankful for the air you're breathing. Thankful for the water you're drinking. The dirt you're walking on. God loves you so much. You ought to be thankful he put the planet exactly where it is. That he lets the rain come so we can get crops and so forth. There's so much to be thankful for. But these people in verse 21, the reprobates, All right, I'll go down to verse 28 and 29 in a second to get there. uh, It'll call them uh, disapproved or debased or uh, deprived and all that other stuff uh, uh, down there in a second. But I want you to see 21. But although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile. Have you ever read Ecclesiastes? Vanity of vanities. Vain. Worthless thinking. But became vain in their thoughts, or their thinking, their thought life. Why is it vain? God is going to give them over to this. We read it in 24, 26, and 28. He gave them over to it. If you want to willfully reject me, they did not glorify him as God. They knew there was a God. And they did not want to glorify him or acknowledge him in any shape, form, or fashion. God, you stay back there. I know you exist, but I ain't going to pay no attention to you. I don't care about no Bible. I don't care about no church. And uh, there was a woman on TV, she was a beautiful woman, uh, in her late twenties, she has a PhD, and she says, I don't want to hear nothing about your damn religion. Don't be telling me I can't get an abortion, don't be telling me I can't be a homosexual, don't be telling me I don't want you do your damn religion. She said it just like that, and I said, Woo! I would be terrified to say something like that. She's saying it about Christianity and the Bible calling God names and stuff like that. Thank you, brother. I saw you were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Do you see that? They brought this on themselves. The light of God quit shining on them and in them. And he just left them alone. He did not push them into this. He did not try to restrain them. He did not promote it or anything like that. He just left them alone. It's like okay, you don't want to acknowledge me. You don't want to be here. Even though you're breathing my air. Even though you're walking on my dirt. Even though you're on my planet. Even though you're living among my people and I'm blessing you. I'm going to leave you alone. Now I need to down, and uh, because although they knew God, verse 21, they did not glorify Him as God, they knew God. I need to point this out to you. This no God here is not no, they got saved. This is they know there is a God in general. And they willfully say no to Him. There's some unbelief passages in uh, Matthew chapter 12 and chapter 13, the four different soils. One of them is rocky, thorny, and uh, Uh, I can't remember the other one, and then there's good ground, all right? And here we have willful unbelief, all right? Here we have willful unbelief belief That's what this kind of unbelief is. The other ones were, we got other cares in life, and the cares of this world is choking it out, and this, that, and the other. And one of them, the dirt was so hard, the heart was so hard, I just don't have time for God. One of these days I might have time for God, but not right now. And they never ever get time for God, and they live their whole life without God. They know that those people who realize and acknowledge there is a God, they just don't never get saved. Alright? They're too busy. They got other things to do. The devil will make you so busy. By the way, while you're in jail, you think about God more than you ever thought about God when you were on the street. Why? You're not so busy. Now you got time. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Alright? This is talking about the general revelation of God. There must be a God. We could tell that by creation and by our conscience. All of us think certain things are wrong, lying, cheating, stealing. We, all of us, even if we're an adulterer, we think adultery is wrong. We might do it, but we think it's wrong. When I was a thief and a crook and a drugger and all this other stuff, I thought it was wrong, but we did it. All of us have a conscience that proves that we have one creator that could not be a random occurrence. Us being created. Oh, we slimed up primordial slime came up 10 billion years ago. And then over a billion or two years, man formed. Then some more slime come up and then woman formed. And then amazingly enough, those two could get together. And and this slime, somehow or another, they, they worked out and they worked together. And boom, here you have man. Wrong. That is random occurrences or accidents. It didn't work like that. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 139, 13 and 14, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God knit you together in secret inside your mother's womb. God did not make any mistakes. The man recording is a male. I'm a recording. Our chromosomes are X, Y. My wife's record chromosomes and his wife's chromosomes, even though my wife's a black woman and his wife's a white woman, both of them have XX chromosomes for women, okay? Amen. And there's other stuff You can go get a sex change You can go do this, you can go do that You can get some hormones, you can cut off your penis You can cut off your testicles and put a a hole down there You're still a man Dylan Mulvaney, no matter what he does His chromosome, he'll always Because that's what God God never makes a mistake Nobody was born a female In a male body Nobody was born a male in a female body You are what you are. And the sooner you go to God and quit doing this active, willful unbelief, as soon as you go to God and say, God, help me. God, I believe in Jesus. God, save me. God, help me turn from my wicked way this transgender or homosexual thing. God, help me. He will help you. Now he will actively work in your heart and in your life and he'll put somebody like me in your life and we'll start teaching you the Bible and you can go forward for God. Amen. And it don't just have to be at church. We can do Bible studies too. I want to read verses uh, 29 and um, uh, I'm going to start at 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. It's a reprobate mind. It is foul. Let me read the definition of it. Uh, Morally depraved. Those who reject, uh, uh, rejected God, they're godless, they're wicked, vile acts. That's what the word means. They are a lover uh, to lower their status in life. That's what being debased is. Esteemed in quality or character. They lower themselves. That's why I told you this whole passage deals with the devolution of man. He's just going down, down, down. By the way, we're not going to turn over to Genesis chapter 18 and 19. 19, God rains fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? The men in Sodom and Gomorrah and probably the women as well were homosexuals and they 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 a uh, 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 lot Abraham's nephew had let these two men stay with him but they were angels in human, uh, human form and and he said oh don't do so wickedly we want to know them in the middle of the night they came and they busted down the door they were going to break down the door and the angels blinded them with a the supernatural power they were so vile they were so wicked they wanted to do perverse sexual acts with these men. They say ooh some fresh meat. If I can say these terrible things. But that's what's going on. Verse 29 here. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Sexual immorality. Wickedness. Covetous. Maliciousness. I'm not going to go on with the whole thing. Thank you sir. And, and uh, here it said unrighteousness. Alright. In verse 29. You'll notice in verse 18 it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. There's a big long list. The unrighteousness of men is listed down there in twenty-nine, in verse 29. He actually listed, and I've uh, got the definition for all of those. We're out of time today. Um, what I wanted to get out to you was don't be willfully unbelieving. God will let you go the way you want to go. Because God has given you free will. He knows that's not the right thing for you. Once I received Jesus Christ, or I said, I want God, I want God's way. He sent somebody to tell me about Christ. Then he sent somebody to tell me as I got Christ, how to grow in Christ. How to be a disciple and follow and work with him. You don't have to go this way. And this way is against God. This way is terrible. It's an abomination is what it tells you. Over in uh, 19, God makes sure, even if you haven't read the Bible, in every ethos throughout the entire planet Earth, they don't have to be a Christian. Everybody knows the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and they know the story of the flood, Noah's flood. Those things are told in every societal system on the planet, and people are aware of those stories. Your grandparents or your parents will tell you about it when you get a certain age. Not, not that It will just come up in the, in the matter of life. All right. There's always been homosexuals. There will always be homosexuals. That doesn't mean it's right. There's always been murderers, too. That doesn't mean it's right. Okay? Amen. All right. Our time is gone for today. I don't know if God will give me peace to do it again next week. Let's bow and pray. And I'm going to tell you how you can know God right now. The special revelation of God. Pray with me if you would. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I am a sinner. I am lost. Spiritually dear Heavenly Father yes physically. I know where I'm at, but spiritually. I don't know where I'm at I believe your son Jesus is God came down from heaven died on a cross for me after 33 and 30 years paid my sin penalty I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins Empower me and anoint me from on high dear Heavenly Father Dear Heavenly Father. I'm asking you as best I know how save my wretched soul Help me turn from my wicked way. Help me read my Bible every day. Help me pray. Help me go to a Bible preaching church. And we ask all these things in the blessed name of your great, lovely, magnificent, and wonderful son who died for me, Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. See you next week. Uh, Read these passages and we'll do some more next week. Lord willing.